This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. say to you today expect more than you've expected in the past because I am willing to do more than I've done in the past says the Lord according to your faith it will be unto you says the Lord so expand your faith so that I can enlarge your territory says the Lord I have things planned for you a future and a hope says the Lord so sit with me and plan with me watch and wait for me because I have something special planned for you access it by seeking my heart for you will find me and you will find the plan and you will find the purpose and you will find your destiny says the Lord come on that's a good word I want to teach you how you can have your best year ever how many of you would like that amen this is my year Amen. 2023 is my year. Tell your neighbor, 2023 is your year. Amen. Every year I confess that. Every year. I, that's, that's, how my, that's my mindset. When I start the year, I'm expecting good things. I'm not expecting bad things. I'm not, even if bad, listen, bad things happened to me last year, I'm not expecting more of that. I'm expecting to see more of the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm expecting to see breakthrough. I'm expecting to see prosperity. I'm expecting to see something that I can't even articulate because it's not even entered my heart yet. It's, I'm crystal clear on what I want spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, I know what I want. Oh, I felt my spirit leap. And the Lord would say to you today, expect more than you've expected in the past. Because I am willing to do more than I've done in the past, says the Lord. According to your faith, it will be unto you, says the Lord. So expand your faith so that I can enlarge your territory, says the Lord. I have things planned for you, a future and a hope, says the Lord. So sit with me and plan with me. Watch and wait for me because I have something special planned for you. Access it by seeking my heart for you will find me and you will find the plan and you will find the purpose and you will find your destiny, says the Lord. Come on. That's a good word. That's a good word. Jeez, I've been feeling my spirit leap. You know what happens when my spirit starts leaping? See, it's not enough, listen, it's not enough to know what you want. A lot of people know what they want, but they don't have a plan to get it. So they don't get it. So they go around telling everybody what they want, and they're discouraged, and they're depressed, and they're irritated because they don't have it. Listen, sometimes unscheduled blessings come. Out of the blue, blessings come. But more often than not, victory comes to those who have a battle plan. Amen? And so it's not enough to know. I had to intentionally create a plan that covers all areas of my life. It's not for me. It's not about achievements. I have a lot of achievements by the grace of God. I've written over 50 books. They're number one bestsellers. We've got ministries in like 70 nations now. But it's not about the achievements. It's about the personal growth. Because if I want to do more for God, if I want to be a better daughter, a better mother, if I want to be a better preacher, I need to be a better person. That means 
means I need to keep growing. I'm never satisfied with where I am. I'm always competing with myself. See, I'm not competing with you. I'm competing with me, the last version of me. I want to be better and better and better. And maybe you have some things in your life that you'd like to see some betterment in. Maybe you need some financial acceleration. Maybe you need uh, a, a breakthrough in your marriage, or maybe you need to want to get married, right? Maybe you want to get married. You need a breakthrough because you ain't married and you want to get married. Oh, who am I talking to? Somebody just pulled that right out of me. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you want a new career path. Maybe you want to improve your health. I don't know what it is you want, but, it, but there's a path in God to get it. 2023 is your year. Come on. It's your year. Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. He said, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall bring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, the Lord recently showed me that many times people can't step into the new thing because they're holding on to the old thing. They keep looking at the old thing. God's trying to say, look, at, look right here. Look, look at the future and the hope. Look what I have for you. This is what's in store for you. This is my look, 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 look. And we're mesmerized by the past like Lot's wife. So we find ourselves paralyzed. We find ourselves unable to move. We find ourselves unable to accelerate, to go forward because we're stuck in the place called past. But God is saying, no, 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 no. I've delivered you from that. I've healed you from that. I'm bringing you into a new place, a place called new. It's a new thing. Tell your neighbor, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new season. So, Father, help us today as I begin to lay out this plan to have our best year ever. We're going to be methodical. We're going to be intentional. So help me articulate these, these patterns, these blueprints for having the best year ever in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. The first thing we want to do before we go any further, we are looking at your year, we want to look at our wins. We want to look at our wins. We want to start off with a positive mindset because God is a positive God, right? So when we look back on the year in order to do a review, to see where we are so we know where we want to go, we want to begin to look at the wins. See, David, he said this, when he faced the Philistine, he said, he said, I killed the bear, I killed the giant, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them. In other words, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He looked at his past victories. He understood what God was able to do in the past, how God had blessed him in the past. And he said, now I'm facing a new giant. Now I'm facing a new problem. Now I'm facing something I've never faced before, but that's okay. I won't be afraid because the same God that empowered me to slay the bear and the lion, he's going to give me the strategy to overcome the Goliath. Amen. So maybe you ended 2022 with a Goliath that wasn't defeated. Guess what? It's not too late. God has a new strategy. He's going to give you a new perspective. You need to begin to look through the lens of heaven instead of looking through the lens of the past. 
Amen. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Maybe you faced massive financial challenges last year, but good stuff happened too. Last year wasn't easy for me. It was a very difficult year for me on many levels. Believe me, 2021 was terrible and 2022 wasn't that much better. But when I look back at all that God did, my God, despite the trials, despite the fire, despite the betrayals, despite it all, I mean, dear God, in six months, we gained 30 nations and awakening prayer hubs. I mean, God prospered me. Amen. He dealt with some issues. Amen. Whatever you're going through, something good is happening in the midst of it. So we want to celebrate our victories of the past year. You start from that mindset. That way you go in with a positive perspective. If you look back on your last year and say, well, I lost my job and I lost my house and I lost my spouse, but I'm not too, you know, concerned about that. But (laughs) if we look back at all the things that went wrong, we're, we're, we're coming from this place of insecurity, fear, doubt, unbelief, and we're like little worms. But if we look back at the year and say, look at what God did, despite the trial, despite the fire, despite it all, look at what God did. Then we're starting from the right mindset. Then we need to figure out what does God want us to do this year? What does God want you to do? He has a plan. The plans look good. Our plans look good in our minds, right? But sometimes our plan, it doesn't intersect with God's plan. 2023 is a blank slate. I don't, whatever happened in 2022, good or bad, 2023 is a blank slate. It hasn't happened yet. And all things are possible to him who believes. We need to see this. I know that the calendar year turning, it's more of a psychological thing, you know, honestly, than it is a, a life event. I mean, you can have a new beginning any day of the week. But there is something like psychological or like in our head about there being a new year, right? It feels like a clean slate, and it is. So get with God in prayer and ask him, what are his desires for you this year? Ask him. Don't just write a list, oh, I want a Ferrari, and I want a condo on the beach, and no, 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 no. No, ask God, what do you, because if you, listen, if you get an agreement with what God wants, you'll get it. Don't, we, we ask, what happens is, we ask him to get an agreement with what we want. We make our goals, and ask God to bless it. And God is saying, you know what, those are good goals, like there's a, but I have something way better than that. You know, your goals, that's admirable. I'm glad you said goals. And God is looking at that saying, I have something so much greater than that. So ask me. So ask God. He's got a future and a hope. So some things are obvious. I mean, if your health is poor, if your family's falling apart, if your finances are struck, obviously those are things that God wants to remedy, right? Because he wants you to be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. So there's some things that's obvious. It's low-hanging fruit. It's like, duh, of course. We know in Scripture what the Bible says, who, he, who we are, what he's promised. If we're not living in those realms of, of, of fulfilled promise, we need to find out what's going on. But take some time and pray. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, 
and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living. What would happen if your mornings for the next three weeks began with a date with the Holy Spirit? I have a free 21-day plan that could transform your life. Register now to download this free 21-day devotional guide to start your journey to knowing the Holy Spirit more intimately. Each devotional contains prophetic words the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart day to day as I spent time with Him. I pray that they'll also speak to your heart, stir your faith, and cause you to press in to hear the Spirit of God for yourself. You can also join me for Mornings with the Holy Spirit prayer calls Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. on every social media outlet. But pick up your copy of this 21 Days with the Holy Spirit at jenniferleclair.org slash Jim Baker. Maybe you want to be more involved in church on the spiritual front, knowing that when you serve in the church, you're serving as unto the Lord, he's going to repay you and he's going to, he's going to find pleasure in your service to him. Maybe you want to read one book a month on the intellectual front. Maybe you want to deal with your anxiety issues on the emotional front. I ain't looking at nobody. (laughs) Maybe you want to start getting eight hours of sleep a night on the physical front. Maybe you want to prepare for promotion on the vocational front. Maybe you want to start a new hobby on the avocational front. Maybe you want to make friends on the social front. Maybe you want to save $5,000 on the... Listen, get with God. Ask Him. So you have some desires, right? But put them on the altar and say, God, what is, what is, you, is this what you want for me? They don't have to be big sweeping goals. It's about, it's about looking at every area of your life and deciding how you can glorify God. How can I glorify God in my physical body? How can I glorify God in my gifts and talents? How can I glorify God in my finances and my relationships with other people? How can I glorify God? What do I need to change? Or what do I need to connect to? Or what do I need to disconnect from? And we ask the Lord. You'd be surprised how much he'll tell you if you'll ask him. Amen. Jesus said, he, Jesus said I came to give you life in abundance to the full until it overflows. That's what he has in mind for you. It's overflow. He has more for you than you could even possibly imagine. And we want to find out what it is. Listen, I told you this on, uh, on Friday night. God said to me back, I think it was in 2016, he said, I'll put as much in your hands as you can believe me for. And then he asked me a question. He said, what can you believe me for? Then he said, dream wild, dream big dreams, dream wild dreams, dream with me and I will dream with you. That's what he told me. And you know what happened immediately? My mind shut that down. I wasn't able to believe for very much. It exposed in me the limited beliefs that were in my mind. See, we all have limiting beliefs. If we didn't have limiting beliefs, we would already have what we were believing for right? If God promised it, we put our faith on it and we're not getting it. There's some kind of cap. There's some kind of faith barrier that we have to break. There's some kind of old disappointment or something that's holding us back. There's some kind of lie that we've been told either by the devil or by somebody in our family or our teachers in school. You know, they do us a lot of damage when we're kids. They don't mean to, oh, money don't grow on trees. So we get a poverty mindset. Oh, well, you know, you draw on the lines. No, 
I don't want to draw on the lines. You know, some of the greatest artwork in the world that sells for millions of dollars, they don't draw on the lines. They don't draw on the lines. And so we're conditioned. We're conditioned in a certain way by the world's educational system, and it messes with our minds. And we end up with all these limiting beliefs. A limiting belief usually is usually an always, a never, a but. A limiting belief is, is something that's limiting your faith. It's I can't, I never... And you need to be aware of these. You need to listen to your words. You need to listen to your thoughts. Because listen, I had in 2016 when I got that word, I had a big vision. I had a vision to be in nations. I had a vision to go plant churches and, and, and hubs. And I had all I had all this in my heart, but I wasn't seeing any of it until I got rid of these, these little foxes that were spoiling my vine. And your limiting beliefs may be different than my limiting beliefs, but you can goal set all day long. You can pray in tongues half the day, but if you don't get rid of the things up here that are holding you back, do you know when they, when, when, when in the circus, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to a circus, they have elephants, they have baby elephants, big elephants, right? The baby elephant, when they, in the circus, they, what the baby elephant does, they, they, they put a chain around its leg and they tie it to a pole and they can only go about 10 feet as far as they can go. They can't go any further. That cha- they because they, re- they keep bumping into that chain. They try to go and they so after about a year of this with the baby elephant, what they do is they take off the chain and then that elephant will never go past that ten feet. It will never try to go there unless you lead it lead it there. That's what limiting beliefs do. They hold us back. So what do these things sound like? Here's some examples. These might not be your limiting beliefs, but I bet some of them are. <laughs> How about this one? No matter how hard I try, I never succeed. Or I don't have time to pursue what I really want. The devil is a liar. We all have 24 hours in the day. We prioritize how we're going to spend that time. We waste more than we spend. Ooh, that'll sink in tomorrow. (laughs) We waste more time than we spend, I'm telling you. It's frivolous. We waste it. Start, you know, I have this uh, app on my phone. It tracks everything I do. So if I'm, if I'm praying, it'll track that. If I'm writing, it'll track that. And I saw all the, like the, the, the spoilage, the, the slippage, all the time I was wasting on dumb stuff. And so I said, I'm cutting out that dumb stuff because I want to do more, but I can't do more if I'm wasting my time. Then how about this? The resources I need to drive my dream forward are too expensive. I don't have enough education to complete this realm. Mm. I don't deserve God's best for my life. You need deliverance. I might fall again. <laughs> I might fail again. That's a spirit of fear, right? I don't have the talent or skills to see my dreams come to pass. Well, then go back to school, right? I'm not good at handling finances. Well, then take a class, right? We have all these limiting beliefs or find someone to do it for you. You know, there's a lot of things I'm not good at. You know what I'm not good at? I'm not good at creating graphics. You know what I do? I hire somebody to do it. And my graphics are good. Amen. I don't know how to edit videos. You know what I do? I hire a video editor. Just because I don't know how to do something doesn't mean I can't have it done. Right? We have to get somebody to do it. So catch yourself thinking and saying these things and then turn it around. Turn it into an I can statement. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can break that generational curse off my life. I can get out of debt. I can restore my marriage. I can find a spouse who will love me. It's the person God has for me. I can establish a financial security. I can't. You got it? So we need to start saying I can instead of I can't. 
And you know what you need to do? Here's my challenge. Every time you say, I can't, I want you to send me a dollar on Cash App. <laughs> dollar sign, awakening hop. Every time this week you say, I can't, watch. I'll be a millionaire by the end of the week. Because there's thousands of people that watch online. I'm serious. If you do that, or, or get, a, get a jar in your house and put a dollar in it right? And, 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 and give it to charity. If you'll do that, you know, if it costs you something, if you, if you can see what it costs, all your I can'ts, if you can see what it costs you, every time you say I can't, you'd stop saying it. If you can see what it costs you, every time you say it's too hard, you'd, you'd stop saying it. So get a, get a jar or, you know, I really prefer you send me a cash app. Send me a- and we can, we can give the orphanage down the street a huge offering. And we can say, this is all our I can'ts. And we turned it into an I can for you. Amen? Yeah, amen. But seriously, though, if you can see what your words were costing you and what your thoughts were costing you, you'd deal with it. And for some of you, that was the linchpin. Now, you need to wrap up your past. You do. It, you do have to deal with your past because sometimes your past can hold you back. I'm not talking about dwelling on all the bad things that happened last year. I'm talking about, I'm talking about asking the Lord what's in you. What's in you that is keeping you from your best life ever? Beyond the thoughts, beyond the words, what is it? Is it a bad attitude? What is it? Is it a, you, know, you got a demon? You got some, some, some inner healing that you need? You, you got some past shame from rejection? What is it in you? What is it in you? The thoughts, the emotions, the behaviors. We got to face our past. Nobody wants to face your past. They don't want to face their past because it hurts to face the past. It hurts to face the pain. That's why people don't deal with their pain because it hurts to face the pain. The way to healing is through a pain threshold. So you have to feel it again in order to go to get healed from it. And people don't want to do that. We're going to be having a series in the second service on healing family wounds in a couple of weeks. And the whole church is going to manifest Mother wounds, father wounds, sibling wounds, church wounds, amen, because I want y'all free, amen, because our deliverance department is backed up, so I'm going to give them a little bit of help, (laughs) amen, so the military does what's called an after action, anybody here in the military, George, we have one. We have George. What they do an after-action review, which is helpful. It's helpful as a tool of reflection so you can process your past in a healthy way. We don't want to look at our past and just beat ourselves up. Oh, I should have done this. And I should have done that. And Well, I deserve it because I didn't do this. And I really dropped the ball. I took my eye off the ball. I, I didn't even throw the ball. I mean, whatever. We have, we, that's not the lens. We want to look at it through a constructive lens so that we can see where we went wrong without condemning ourselves so that we can make adjustments to be better, right? I'm always growing. Prophet Vanessa will tell you, I fine-tune everything, man. I tweak it and I tweak it and I tweak it and I'll make it better and better and better and I'll find ways, I'll find flaws and systems and I'll recreate things and it'll be better. That is what God wants, continual improvement. He's moving us from glory to what? Glory. glory. Right, so there's another glory. So we want to get there. And so we want to do this after action review. So what you want to do is you want to state what you wanted to have happen. What did you want last year? Maybe look at your goals if you wrote them down. What did you want? What did you want? What did you want? That, that's where you start. Look at, look at what you planned. You know, and this past year I had a lot of plans and initiatives that I did not fully pull off. And there was a lot of good reasons for that. And I-
Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East. Ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. Together, we're better. Will you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more? You can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership.
In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world, and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of God put together, and I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?